0: And, yeah, that Ekem Ekwonu guy ran a really fast time for offensive line. He ran under five seconds. And that's really yeah, he's going to be good. He's athletic, which is what you need. And he's really big, so, you know, that helps.
1: And he can play multiple positions, too.
0: Yeah, but you don't really draft the offensive tackle to play multiple positions. You really want him to play left tackle. That's why we're paying you so
1: much. But you do, if you're, if you're, especially when you do a signing of your own left tackle back, if you're the Jaguars. And you can well, assume it's got to be for next year. Dang. why
2: would you draft Ain't three? nobody ain't nobody drafting no right tackle for right tackle number one overall.
1: That's no, he's happening. he's not gonna be no right tackle. I, I mean for, forever. That. If anything, he might be just for one year and then they might get rid of the other dude and slide him right over once he's ready.
2: Not first
0: overall. If he gets well, drafted first overall, town parlay podcast. We got ace Ant, and Malik.
1: Oh snap Anthony's back. How did that happen?
0: I know. Well, you showed back up when there was some football to talk about.
1: Yeah, I came out of my cave. Got my Bin Laden beard on.
2: Mm. Wow.
1: <laughs> she had come back that's with jokes the, and everything. That,
2: that's a name I hadn't heard in a long time.
0: Now <laughs> yeah. oh. those memes about the CIA and freezing him to go help out Ukraine, right? I saw a few of those and I was like, what are y'all talking about? I didn't even know that was conspiracy theory.
1: So and what y'all been up to?
0: You know, college basketball, college uh, watching some of the college football teams sign players finally who were in the transfer portal.
1: Looking so did you tear players. up your, your did, did you tear up your um your um final your um your, 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 your um your what is it called NBA? Players? No, no, no. I'm talking about for the college. What about them? your bracket? Yeah, your bracket. Did you tear up your back your bracket yet?
0: Bracket ain't even set, dog. Like it's not even Selection Sunday.
1: Well, I'm just saying, you know, that's how bad your bracket might be. You know, I have to tear it up. <laughs>
0: Listen, if tear it up you up before you even know who's playing, <laughs> exactly tear it up before. Listen, if anyone here, if anyone who's listening to this or at home believes that they know who's going to win the national championship this year, they are guessing and they are guessing oh, hard. This has been the most up and down season in the, since I've ever watched. There's no like because all of the NBA talent has like kind of spread out, or like we're going to go play overseas, or we're just going to go play in the G League Unite team which is kind of a great idea because Jonathan Kaminga looks amazing. And he got to make, what, like $500,000 last year? And he played, like, 20 games or 25 games against NBA talent?
1: Well, you heard it from me. It's going to be Duke.
0: Seems like a good deal. Really? You're rooting for Duke?
1: Yeah, I just got Duke winning it all in my bracket.
0: Yeah. That's why they lost to UNC on Coach K's final night. But we're not gonna don't,
1: don't, don't, don't worry about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they got the talent. They could do it, but... Your guess is as good as mine. I'm still I'm leaning towards um, Baylor because they're still back. It's either, to me, it's either be Baylor, Kansas, or Purdue.
1: I decided to make my bracket a little bit different this year. I decided to work my way from inside out. So, you know, it might work that way better.
2: Right. So what Whatever strategy you, you want. <laughs> you want to try to get Warren Buffett's money.
0: <laughs> well, I'm still going to be running the uh, bracket. So, if y'all want in, let me know. Um, what is it going to be? Uh, oh, yes, yeah, so we'll do that in a week. But right now, actually, I'll probably record a separate one just for the bracket, along with the other 59,000, 5,900 podcasts with Jerry Palm and Joe Lenardi and everybody else who's a bracketologist. I don't care who gets in or who gets out. My school's out, so that's all that I care about. So it is what it is. Buffalo lost today in the MAC first round, which is pretty sorry, but it is what it is. They won 19 games.
1: Do those bracketologists do anything else throughout the year? Or they just wait Um, for this?
0: Actually, they because they follow the whole season. So, after, like, the first two weeks of the season, when everybody's, like, not as super excited, like, in December. I don't know if you realize this. College basketball season starts, like, right around Thanksgiving, which is kind of ridiculous because no one is thinking about college basketball in Thanksgiving. They don't even really start thinking about it until, like, after the national championship game. So, until January, nobody's really checking for these games unless you really love college basketball. And uh, I don't think I started checking for it until like February.
1: Oh dang! So you know your bracket's gonna be horrible.
0: Yeah, but you know I'm not. You know I'm not a professional.
1: Yeah, see, you, you gotta have the, the YouTube tapes and everything like that saved up, like I do.
0: Listen, man, it's college kids. They are uneven, and they are not that steady. It's not like betting on the NBA, or it's like betting on college football. Uh, I know once too.
1: As Oklahoma far as for it's the. Gonna if you're t- Speaking of the NBA, as far as what I know, I'm definitely not going to pick the Lakers to win anything. Those old, those old farts ain't winning nothing.
0: And yet they're still in the play-in, which means they're still probably in the playoffs.
1: You sure they're going to be played in? They're going to be played out you know if they want to losing.
0: in? Honestly, you know who's ahead of them?
1: The Clippers who's next?
0: Who have neither of their stars. And if you're telling me that the Clippers, with Reggie Jackson taking all their shots, is going to win this game, God bless because I would not bet on that. I would not bet on that game. No, I definitely would not do it.
1: I bet the Clippers go further than the Lakers.
0: Okay. That would just mean they make it to the – well, who knows? <laughs> I don't think you can make that bet in the casino but knock yourself out. But Wait,
1: So, how did you guys do last week?
0: Um, oh, we didn't go last week, but the, the week before when I made my picks, I went – I want to say we picked nine games. I got six out of three, right? <laughs> Six right, three wrong. I don't know what
2: Malik did. I think. Malik- I don't. I, you know, honestly, I don't uh, think we. I don't think we tracked. Well, I, you might have tracked it personally, but I don't think we tracked it on like a sheet the way we do with the NFL picks. So I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a note of them this time around so we can actually track them against. Uh, I
0: have to Go back and listen to
2: the episode. So yeah. We'll see.
0: Oh, I thought it
1: was just so bad that you know Malik was whipping, whipping, asses, whipping your ass oh, A no, so no, much no, that you know no, so bad you decide no, not to really put funny. it out.
2: I've been watching him. Nah, he's had a really good week, as a matter of fact.
0: So. Yeah, I wish I would have made more of those bets. I only took two of them. One was a, one yeah. two, one was a loser. I should have bet them all. I would have been up.
1: Yeah, I was about to, I'm about to say, you got the app. You know, better start using it, you know, even though none of them are sponsors yet.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I used to go in person, which I still do most of the time. It's fun to be in there because they got all the TPs going and uh, the mask mandates are gone. So now that you can get a drink and sit there and like, watch a game for a little bit.
1: Is the Kyrie mandate gone yet?
0: You know what's weird? So the mask mandate is gone in New York City, right? So yeah. The thing is, because the Nets are a private employer, he doesn't, he still has to wear a mask to come to work. Wow. Really? Because he can't play with a mask on, or yet the vaccine mandate is still in place for private employers. So because the Nets are a private employer, he still can't.
1: You know, when you play. when you watch it on TV, it's kind of stupid because you see them the only time they wear the mask is when they sit down. But you got everybody around them with their masses off. Then he gets up and he takes the mask off.
0: But basically, you realize when you're buying a ticket to go to the NBA game, uh, you know, force sure, you're taking your own chances. You're sitting in Good. a giant indoor arena with 18,000 people who you don't know where they've been before this. So but
1: none of them will wearing masks, especially up in the front. Then you get up, you get up, you start playing. You take off your mask and start playing with the reps and everybody else who had no mask on. Actually, no, I think the reps do have masks on.
0: Sometimes, yeah, but when they're on TV, they do not. Speaking of that, they won tonight. They uh, they both played in Philly, and they beat Philly heard, by twenty nine points. So
1: I heard somebody got booed out the stadium over there.
0: You know, it's funny they booed him in warm-ups, but then they also cheered him when he dunked, and anytime he was on the court, they actually cheered him. So, was it smattering or cheers and booze? But you couldn't really hear it on TNT. Like, I was watching it. It didn't look so bad.
1: So, I guess they love them or they hate them.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, back to the NFL. So, after the combine, let's go through your mock draft here, real quick.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to update. Definitely going to have to update that, but I'm waiting till free agency starts.
0: So, how sure? Well, free agency seems to be starting, but yeah, how sure are you about these first five picks here?
1: Um, some of them are still going to stay the same. I don't see that many changes as far as it's concerned. I did throw in some um, <laughs> trades in there just for to spice it up a little bit. And so it could still stay the same way.
0: Being as Denver, number nine, which you had was uh, Kenny Pickett. Right. We're going to Denver. Obviously, <laughs> that's not going to
1: happen. That ain't going to happen anymore. I don't think. I don't think Denver needs a quarterback anymore.
0: So does that mean that – do you think Seattle even bothers drafting a quarterback with Kenny Pickett or – did they just go out and sign a stopgap and bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick or let Gino, you know, let Gino cook?
1: I don't think they're going to let Gino cook. They might let, um, what's the name, Drew, Drew, what was that dude's name that got traded to them? Drew Locke. Drew Locke, yeah, they might let Drew Locke, Drew Locke cook over there because Gino hasn't been cooking in a couple of years. I thought Drew but, Locke was
0: considering retirement. <laughs> like,
2: no, no,
1: seriously,
0: like, I'm not even joking. Like, that said he was considering retirement
2: depending on how his meeting well, was in Seattle. Well, see, here's my thing with Seattle. I don't P. Cowell is seventy-one. Yeah. Um, so he's the oldest coach in the NBA, uh, old oldest, oldest coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, obviously not trying to coach through a rebuild. Right. Well, this is what so, a rebuild is. What? I mean this, this is a rebuild. teardown. This is not a rebuild, this is a teardown yeah. right now. Uh, you know. Well, it has, it has to be torn down. It on. has to be torn down in order to rebuild, right? So he's not. I, I would. I would imagine that he is not enthusiastic about coaching through or coaching the Seahawks to a rebuild. And unless they jettison, you know, guys like young guys that are there, like DK Metcalf or you know, Lockett, one of those one of those the young the young receivers that they have there, the young defensive players that they have there um or Jamal Adams, um, players like that, I think they're still gonna try to, you know, go for it with and just try to try to knock these these draft picks out of the park. I I would be surprised if they don't draft a quarterback, but I would be more surprised if they drafted a quarterback to be their number one, to be their day one starter, because you know if you're gonna have a quarterback in that division, a rookie quarterback in that division as your day one starter, you're not expecting to be very good. That division is really tough. And you know, we don't we clearly we don't know what Trey Lance is gonna be. Um, you know, when he gets the starting job, you know, if 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 uh, if this Fred 49ers do, in fact, trade Garoppolo, but you don't want a rookie starting in that division if you have aspirations on being a playoff team. You want to get to bring in some kind of a veteran player, veteran presence, and then maybe bring that rookie along for the next head coach, the next regime that's coming in. That's
1: I, I kind of think that they, they might just reshuffle everything and just quite ready to go right from day one. They because the thing is that remember, Russell Wilson was drafted in the third round, and right. the the quarterback they had it was that dude, it was that guy from the Green Bay that they that they signed in the offseason. I forgot that yeah, guy's right. name. It was right. 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 The quite he thought he, was, he played kind of good. You know, he was like a one hit wonder type of thing. Then he got beat out by Russell Wilson. They might be thinking they can do the same thing again. Draft a quarterback in second and third round, you know, develop him and put him right out there.
2: Right, but there's no way you can. There's no way, in all honesty, right? There's no way you can predict how the draft is going to go in the third round by the third round. Right. I mean, you can't Question, predict the did Denver round.
0: trade away that first over that that ninth pick when they got Russ? Um. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, that's part of the, that is that is part of the trade. Denver you got that spot now.
0: Yeah. So Seattle has that spot.
1: I mean Seattle got the spot. You're right. They
0: have that pick at nine, and then they have their other pick at.
1: They don't have the other pick. They traded a pick away to the Jets.
0: Oh, so the Jets have
1: the ten pick, right? Have the ten
0: pick. So okay, so they got back and had the Jets, so they can still get their quarterback.
2: Right, but that's what I'm saying. If if you're gonna if you're gonna draft with this pick that's coming up that that you have at um what now it's nine, nine right right nine. With this quarterback, with this pick, are you really going to draft Kenny Pickett or one of these quarterbacks? i these quarterbacks? No, I, I think I think in the top 10 and make them your day one. Because if you dropped a quarterback, you know, studies have shown us, you know, that over the years, you dropped a quarterback in the top 10, you're almost assuring him that that's going to be your day one starter. You know, in, in yeah. the new season, right? Because of the money that you're, you're committing to him, the opportunity that they're like, you're going to commit. Are you going to commit day one to a rookie quarterback in a division that has this reigning Super Bowl champion, a good, a very good team in, a, in the Arizona Cardinals, a very good team, a, a team that was in the NFC championship? So the Super Bowl champion in the LA Rams, a team that was in the NFC championship in the San Francisco 49ers, and another team that was in the playoffs in the Arizona Cardinals. The only one, division. You, of the three things, teams 49ers that the don't have a quarterback either.
1: 49ers do have a quarterback. They have Trey Lance.
2: I don't, like I said the 49ers. You, and, they, and they got
1: Jimmy Garoppolo. Still, so they didn't trade him.
2: Believe what you want about Trey Lance. The NFC West had, was the toughest division in football last year. That's that that much is 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 a, is a no. Is a no.
1: And also, hey, they traded up to get Trey Lance. He's actually they felt he was better than Justin Fields. So
2: if you're gonna draft. If you're gonna invest a top ten pick in the number one starting quarterback, I
1: just don't see it. I just don't see Seattle doing it. I don't see I, Seattle doing it either. Okay. I, I agree with you. I think for me personally, I think Seattle's gonna wait till next year when the better quarterback um class comes out.
0: So if so basically what you're saying is if Kayvon Thibodeau falls to nine, they take him or from they take is there at nine, they take him on Gardner.
1: They take yeah. they take, they definitely gonna take a they're gonna take definitely take uh to me. They think they are taking defense, and I think they're gonna take it like a pass rusher.
0: Well, they're
2: letting go of Bobby Wagner, right? So, mm-hmm. I
1: mean,
2: yeah, I think it's I think it's best player available. I think it's best player available, and they realize that, you know, getting getting in getting in the first round of a of a draft that, although it doesn't appear to have a number one top priority guy, is an extremely deep draft with a lot of good really good players in there, especially in that first round. It made sense for them to get back into that first round and see what they can get, you know. Um, Either you know, either you're in a pass rusher, um, but somebody on that defense inside the ball, I, I would not be surprised if they want to go on that route. Okay. The other one, the, the 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 trade that actually did kind of surprise me a little bit, and I mean, and I say surprise in the sense that I was surprised because I didn't think that the team that made the trade. I thought they gave up. I thought they gave up a, a ton of money. Was the Washington Commanders trading for Carson Wentz?
1: Oh yeah, people already give them the D's in that one.
2: Not to say that Carson Wentz is bad, but he doesn't really extend. You know, based off of what he's done the last few years, is he better? He doesn't okay. expand your chances for being, you know, a middle of the pack playoff contender.
0: The NFC you know, the, is easy, becoming easier to win than the AFC, right? Yeah. Okay. But he had a
2: better team. I would say he had a better team in Indianapolis yeah, than he's he, going to have in Washington.
0: But he knows that division.
1: Yeah, and the mm-hmm. Eagles can't – Eagles are looking at chops wings to whoop his ass.
0: And the Eagles – no, but the Eagles are – that Eagles defense is really old. Like, they're not good. We saw them play in the playoffs. And it, as Anthony said, this might as well be a bye week for Tampa and it basically was because they won that game easily and then the next game was actually a challenge so he's got to be better than the quarterback they had and Fitzpatrick didn't play a game and he was supposed to be the bridge so maybe basically he's their bridge quarterback he plays out his contract and then they go and draft somebody maybe next season. So
1: let's let's call. That. Let's see. call. Let's call. Let's call it what it is. Carson Wentz is the runner. Is the um the runner up already for um the um Russell Wilson trade because they said Washington Commanders really wanted to trade three first round picks to Seattle to get him, but they couldn't. But Seattle said no. They went the other route.
0: Seattle didn't say no. Russell Wilson yeah. has a no trade clause, so he said, "I'm not going there. That team's in chaos."
1: Well, either one said no, but not either going. way. At the end of the day, Washington Commanders was left in the, it was left holding the bouquet and that was it. Cause it was named the Commanders.
0: He didn't want to go to a team that doesn't have any real prospects. They don't have a great running back. They don't have they have a really good defense. Terry McLaurin's all right. And they got by with, um, I forgot that dude's name who played that playoff game. He's okay, but he's has listen, they may have traded too much to get him, but he's better than any quarterback they had a shot at. And he's better than any free agent quarterback unless you believe that Jameis Winston is better than Carson Wentz. So, yeah, exactly. It's either either (laughs) we we get Jameis Winston to be our QB, or, hey, I like this Wentz guy. He's not so bad. Or we draft Kenny Pickett. Or we draft Malik Willis. Exactly. So... Uh, don't it's going sound so bad when you got them choices.
2: Oh, I'm not. Look, trust me, You're I'm not
0: here to, to Anthony like Anthony's like. Who else you guys like? Well, either we trade for somebody, or you get this Wentz guy.
1: I think they would have been better off just keeping t- t- started Taylor he- Heineke. Just keep going with the Heineke beer. Really? Yeah.
0: Mm, I don't know about that, but okay.
2: I think I think I think Heineke showed he has a ceiling. Is his ceiling is you're not you're not a playoff team. If you got you gotta go through a whole season with Taylor Heineke as your quarterback, you're not a playoff team. Carson Wentz could potentially make you a playoff team. He has the arm talent, he has the athleticism, he has the knowledge of the division, as Ace mentioned, or as you mentioned it, and he's still young enough where if you needed to, if you wanted to re-sign into a bigger deal, you could, and nobody would, nobody would bat an eye as long as he was good enough, you know, during the course of the season. So, you know, I think there's, I think there's definitely precedent to, to, to signing, you know, or to making the deal for him. I just think it's, it's a really, it's really tough to see what kind of deal they're going to make, what kind of, what kind of headway they're going to make. Um, and maybe they just feel like, you know, the division is, really that bad that they that they don't really that they're on par with the eagles and and the cowboys um with taking that division over and they feel like when to take them over the top to be be tbd because he he didn't look very good and without jonathan taylor that indianapolis team would not have been anywhere near playoff contention to me is it it kind of
0: scary games last year philadelphia won that Think it's Carson wins two games better than Taylor Heineke? Yes. Yes. He to does. me, it's
1: kind of scary to even have wins because think about this thing: the team that drafted him what was it first overall pick?
2: Second. Uh, we second
1: yeah. Okay. So second overall pick, they wound up getting rid of him after a while. But Then George he goes. Did he, they didn't really win the Super Bowl with him. They won it with what's his he name? Was
0: having a great season, he got hurt. He had a season-ending injury. They brought in Nick Foles. Nick Foles was able to keep it going, and they got lucky and they won.
1: He was never the same after that.
0: He was on the team. He won a Super Bowl with them. He
1: was he was getting Gatorade, but I get your point. But as far as the, after that, he went to Indianapolis with, that was that basically the coach says in Indianapolis right now was his coach in in Philly, and he was supposed to turn him around.
0: Oh yeah, Frank Reich. Yep.
1: But he didn't do it, and Frank Wright signed off on getting rid of him. Something wrong there.
0: I think they're Is it
1: mentally or something? I don't know.
0: I think they're blaming a lot on Wentz. And it was his first year there and he had a full training camp. But also, the AFC is not as easy as the NFC. They were in an easy division. Indianapolis, I I, want to go back and just look at they season Because I think they they beat all the teams they were supposed to. They didn't lose to any, you know, teams that were pretty, like, sorry for no reason.
1: One thing scared by Indianapolis is that Consequence was with a fifth quarterback in five years. Yes, that is crazy. They start every year a new quarterback.
0: Every year since, uh, yeah, Andrew Luck decided to retire.
2: Yeah, is- they better pay attention to what Darius Leonard said. Darius Leonard made that comment in, on Twitter. They better pay attention to what that guy, what that guy said, because he'll be leaving soon. If if it, if that's if that's not the case, stability is the most important ability for teams. They say they say they say for players the most important ability is is availability but in for teams the most important ability is stability mm-hmm. if, you if you don't have a stable environment your best players will walk out the door will demand trades and will walk out the door and, and leave you high and dry um yeah. depends depends on how you
1: ain't no depends. They, they they gotta recover from that real fast
0: you want to get paid in the nfl everybody can't be on the same team you want to make 20 million dollars a year as a linebacker like Darius leonard hey man mm-hmm. A lot of people want to pay you that, but everybody, all the good players can't be on the same team. Salary
2: cap. I understand um, that, but I also understand that nobody nobody wants to sacrifice their bodies. And Everybody gets to see, everybody that watched Aaron Donald yeah. and what he went through over the course of his career and watched him celebrate and win a championship, every great player wants the opportunity to do exactly that. And we'll, we'll chase and fight for that opportunity. And if you feel like your team isn't making the right moves and doing the right things to put you in that position, it's it's Calvin Johnson all over again. It's Barry Sanders all over again. It's all of those guys who left teams that, you know, weren't taking advantage of their opportunity. And they're not putting their bodies in the line for that anymore. So all I say is pay attention to what Darius Leonard's saying on the Indianapolis Colts because he's not saying that to, to, he's not saying that as a joke. He really means that that's, that. that I I think that that definitely bothers
1: him. Mm-hmm. It'll bother me too, especially the Colts don't even have a first round pick. That's true. They don't even have a first round pick this year. They can't even say, you know what, we're going to try to get this young guy and start over again. They basically just stuck right now. We don't even know who their quarterback's going to be.
0: Do you still think, okay, so back to your, we're going to go back to your mock draft again.
1: Okay. You can pick it Pick it apart.
0: No, I'm just going to pick it apart. Are you so sure that there's going to be this many quarterbacks taken in the first round? Because I think there's only like one.
1: I'm actually going to have to quite downgrade this. I might actually have to go with two, maybe. What, two. Um, right can you pick he his third? Right. Um, I have on um, Matt. Was it McCarral going to Tampa? Mm-hmm. I also have um Kenny Pickett used to went to Denver, but I have to get rid of that part. And also have Steelers trading up to get get Malik Willis. Yes, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett is still, in my opinion, might still is still going to get drafted in the first round. They're the best quarterbacks that can inch into the first round this year with this much talent around. Okay, Matt Corral he is definitely going to fall off. I think Tampa is trying to go so, so a different route.
0: The main thing that I took from the combine is that all the teams and all the NFL media seem to be more high on every other, play, every other position aside mm-hmm. from quarterback.
1: Yeah, of course. There's not a quarterback year draft.
0: Which leads me to believe that I think Pickett or Willis is going to go at the bottom of the draft somewhere in the 20s to a team that went to the playoffs like, I don't know, Pittsburgh, and they won't have to trade up to get them, and then everybody else is just going to end up going in the second and third round.
1: To be honest, this can actually be like a EJ Manuel, Geno Smith type of draft. Where EJ Manuel got drafted in the first round, Geno Smith got in the second, and who knows what other quarterbacks got drafted that year because nobody cared.
0: <laughs> actually, Russell Wilson was a third round draft pick that
1: year. Yes, we see nobody. Nobody thought about that. See, it's until wow. you bring it back up, it all goes in circles. There, doesn't it? A
0: little bit, a little bit, yes, a little bit. It's kind
1: of it's kind of messed up that you know Geno Smith. <laughs> <laughs> EJ Manuel got drafted ahead.
0: Well, the only thing I'll say is EJ Manuel's is no longer in the NFL. Gino yeah. is still in the NFL, so Gino ain't doing so bad. He's still catching them checks.
1: Yeah, he's I catching them checks. He's holding that um Microsoft um pack, that Microsoft um what's the name tablet.
0: I didn't think EJ Manuel would flame out so quickly. That's well, I kind of did. I, I thought because I remember seeing him play in college and him just crushing it in the Orange Bowl. In the ACC, they won the title that year, so. I thought they were going to be better than this, and I thought he was going to be better than this in the NFL.
1: Nah, EJ Manuel was like, "I got my money, I'm good," and tap out.
0: I have no idea what these even doing right now, but that's a good point. You have you know, your draft is basically like 15 offensive linemen, a bunch of safeties you know, five, uh, seven defensive – what, seven defensive ends and, like, three QBs. You're,
1: you're, this is a perfect year to draft offensive linemen. Have you seen last year? shoot <laughs> you know, those defensive people players going past a whole lot of Swiss cheese offensive lines this year.
0: That's my whole thing. Just because you're drafting them doesn't mean they're going to be good. Though. As hey, got to take – an cra- article about how Cincinnati's basically spent, like, nine out of their last 20 first-round picks or first, second, and third-round picks on offensive linemen and they still had the worst offensive line, and they made it to the Super Bowl.
1: That's what – hey, that it happens. You got to scratch that loud ticket. You got to hope for the best. But, you know, if the scouts don't know what you – if the scouts and coaches don't line up right, and they, they draft the wrong players, you know, that's what you get. You get the Jacksonville Jaguars drafting draft again for the first, for first overall.
0: So, okay. so
1: second year in a row.
0: Did either of you – okay, did either of you read that article I sent out about the top free agents at each position?
1: No, I didn't have a chance to. I did.
0: So who do you think is the number one quarterback that's going to get signed by, let's say, Carolina or, well, I don't know, Pittsburgh?
2: None. Well, I think Pittsburgh is – if Pittsburgh is smart, which they always are, They'll, they'll draft a quarterback this year and they'll play Mason Rudolph. And the reason why I say that is because the big dominoes in the quarterback, see to me it's, there's a handful of quarterbacks that are available, that are both available and capable of changing your fortunes exponentially. Very few, right? This year, those quarterbacks were Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, um, and- Still got Watson maybe. Maybe, and that's the third one, maybe Deshaun Watson, depending upon his legal situation and what was gonna happen with him, right? So. Those, the first two dominoes have already fallen. And the, the next best player, Watson, when you take away Watson, you know, dominoes are falling all over the place, for Carson Wentz has now been moved. Um, you know, you've got no real value in trading for somebody that like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's admittedly a good quarterback, not a bad player, but he's hurt. And he's not—he's not clear. He's not going to be clear to throw until at least July, possibly August. So you're going to be trading for an asset that you don't even know what he's going to be looking like until you're—you know—well into your training camp. So that's not—that's not viable. And there's no free agent quarterback that's worth coming in. That's worth paying ten million dollars or twelve million dollars to. Yeah, there is. On a,
1: Don't say Jameis Wilson.
2: That's going to change. That's going to change your fortunes exponentially. You are not a, you're not Buffalo. You're not the, the Chiefs. You're not the Broncos with a healthy Russell Wilson and that and that and the rest of it. You're not on that level. So why spend on a quarterback that's not gonna bring you to that level and, and use that money and use that money more wisely, use those draft picks, the draft capital more wisely to build your roster around Mason Rudolph. Take a swing at a quarterback in the draft, maybe draft a Malik Willis, maybe draft a Carson Strong or somebody that you know, represents the Philly, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, uh, mantra, and then take a swing, at, take, take a swing at, uh, at at you know um the quarterback class of 2023, which we already know is gonna be a much better class. So if I'm if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm not going for any of these guys. Unless it's at a really, really good, de- good deal,
0: so
2: I could see Teddy Bridgewater. I could see Teddy. Bridgewater. Marcus
0: Mariota, and just bring him in for a season and say, "Let's we'll see what it does."
2: I could see that. I could see Marcus Mariota. I could see Teddy Bridgewater. But to me, I would be paying them. I wouldn't be paying them starter money. I'd be paying them backup money because I'm not entirely certain that they won't be the backup. Yeah,
1: so oh, That's they, they backup all basically they—they basically backups now. Backups or bridge quarterbacks.
0: Anything
1: else you want to uh, touch on it, on your mock draft? Well, I in this draft since I have to do redo it anyway after that trade with Seattle, Seattle moving in there. Mm-hmm. I also had Pittsburgh moving up to get Malik Willis, and I had like I said I had a Philadelphia trade that I just noticed that none of y'all was talking about doing the chat. I had Philadelphia trading all three of their draft picks to the Texans to get on um, Deshaun Watson. You think I'm have to throw that?
0: The Texans. That's why I didn't
2: understand what that meant because
0: draft picks to get Russ to get. I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson. We think that's still possible?
1: It could still happen because the thing is that the reason why I'm still bringing the reason why I bring these up anytime to, to me anytime a coach or GM talks about you know their, co- their 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 quarterback is safe or something like that to me they're not they look they are looking hmm. to me they 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 basically looking over there they, and that's what Keep keep on happening with the Eagles. They keep talking about what's the name is safe. He, you know, he's gonna be our quarterback. The same thing the Giants are doing. They're saying that what's the name is safe, he's our quarterback, but yet they're looking at um what's the name that's on um in the Bills, their backup that used to be on the Bears. Hmm. They threw the dude the Bears like drafted, on Trubisky. Um, Trubisky. Yeah. They, they now they talk about the Giants looking at Trubisky to come in to compete with Jones. But a couple of weeks. Them.
0: He's done as much as Jones did in his first four seasons.
2: Maybe he can push him. Maybe he can do something. Yeah, well, but a couple of weeks gotta, ago, there
1: was talk about he's safe.
2: But you also got to remember who's the head coach of the Giants right now. Right. Who was back a quarterback that he? Who was the quarterback that he worked with last year? His last season in Buffalo, it's Mitchell right. Trubisky. So if so, if the signing signing Mitchell Trubisky, I think it's less about Daniel Jones and more about security and a, and a known commodity behind jones should he struggle or should he should should he struggle or get hurt um at least you have a guy behind him that knows the offense that knows how they how how dable likes to run things and will be able to step in step in right away and, and produce because again like i had said before about the giants i think that they believe but they've invested in a team that can make noise, especially in the NFC East, if they get quarterback play. If they get the right quarterback play, they believe that they should be, they should be in the conversation for the best team in their division and get themselves a playoff work. So if you believe that, then you put, again, stability. You, get, you put some stability around your quarterback position so it's not Mike Glennon sitting back there, it's Mitchell Trubisky who has the ability to run the offense and, and who Dable trusts so I think Daniel Jones is still gonna be the starter, but Mitchell Trubisky just provides
1: that safety net for them. But to me, the way they talk about it and the way their actions are, this is the reason why I think that both the Giants and the Eagles don't really trust their starting quarterback. And I wouldn't be surprised that Jones actually loses his starting job during the season.
2: He'd have to play really bad, in my opinion. He'd have to play really bad to
1: lose his starting job. So like I think Trubisky exactly can out. I think year. Trubisky, I think Trubisky can actually beat him out. In the in the off season. I think Trubisky can actually beat him out.
2: Hmm. What are you going to say?
0: I said exactly what he did this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like you, 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 you lived well this year, didn't
2: he? Like am I, am I losing it? Oh, like, Daniel Jones played well this year. Dope. No, but that. But yeah. again, what we talked about before was like a lot of what a lot of Daniel Jones's issues. Have been attributed to poor offensive line play, poor, poor roster construction, injuries across the entire team. It hasn't been put on the feet at the feet of Daniel Jones. That's why I'm saying you you, you sign a Mitchell Trubisky so that in the event that it actually is his is Jones's fault and he is having a bad year, you can go you can go to Trubisky quickly and and salvage a season. Um, because you don't want to you don't want to go three and thirteen. You three and three and fourteen, and be back here again a, a year from now trying to figure out the quarterback position. You want to be able to say, at the very least, that you turned it around that first year. Um, you know, when you got when you got there, because the Giants invested a ton of money into the defense, into their skills position players. You know, they want this team to be successful day one, year one. This is not a repeat.
1: Yeah, they're going to try their best to make, make it a rebuild, but it's basically a new coach and new um, GM.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, what well, I will say, it I, I like – always like your mocks. I'm going to make my mocks soon. The one that jumped out at me, um, and I know this is the older one, was Nicobe Dean at six to Carolina. I'm um, hearing that he is more – towards around number 14 15 right and and i am also just knowing that carolina needs offensive of line help i think that i think carolina's a, a perfect candidate to move down if the three offensive tackles that you have in the first round are gone and aren't available i think carolina is a perfect candidate to move down because their needs are more in the in that realm of uh, in that realm of, like, you know, offensive line if they don't have it. I want to see if Carolina makes it – if somebody makes a trade and trades a top – trades another number one pick or a number – you know, first-round pick to get Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, I want to see what happens in that one. There's rumors out there that he's, he's up for sale. He's up for sale. Saquon Barkley's up for sale right now.
0: What it is is that they're willing to listen to offers. And if a team offers them more than just a first-round pick or a couple of picks, they're willing to take it. It's just that a team that's willing to do that means we got to win now. And the only team, all basically, the NFL has turned into, how can we get the best players for giving up the least amount of picks, money, assets, whatever? And that's what they're all doing. And I think they need to kind of think of how the Rams did it and just say, just keep trading away our future for right now. it's the blueprint. A quarterback, yeah, if you got a quarterback or if you have a really solid defense, just keep trading away your future for right now. Because all that matters is winning. So, who cares about the future? This ain't the NBA. Can I can see a team like Buffalo doing that. Honestly. I can see
1: I can see Buffalo trading away their first-round pick to get Christian McCaffrey.
0: You made it to the AFC, what, divisional round? Like, trade for McCaffrey. Trade for I'll hate- on Barkley.
1: I hate to see either one, McAfee or um, Barkley on the on the on the Bills, but that'll be scary.
0: You know, New England's not going to do it.
1: Well, speaking of them, you know they actually rumors they want to trade on their wide receiver. Oh, who's that guy's name? Ooh. New
0: England.
2: They
1: start. Yeah, New England.
2: Ain't nobody going to trade for one of their wide receivers.
1: I'm say guy?
2: exactly. Yeah. You don't know the guy's name.
1: Neither does Bill Belichick. No, no, no. he's, he's their starter. Oh, just it just slip up. It's it slipped my mind right now. Forgot who they, the guy's name oh, is. Man.
2: Bill Belichick
0: don't know Jacoby Myers. He knows
2: Jacoby and Myers. <laughs> Jacoby and Myers. That's that's facts right
0: there. Jacoby Myers was their best okay. receiver. Um, they finally moved on from N. Harry, who was a first-round draft pick. So... Mm, I don't know, dog. You think the Jets might want him? What? Because he doesn't have no. their playbook? I don't understand.
1: No. No.
0: I know they're going to have a new offensive coordinator because Josh McDaniels is gone, so... There's Actually, Nakir Harry's
1: still on the team, and I think that's the guy that they now. want to trade.
0: He may be on the team for now, but that's if another team wants him.
1: He might be a diamond in the rough. You never know.
0: Yeah. Listen, if you can't play well with Tom Brady, um, and you can't play ball with Cam, and you can't play well – everybody thinks Cam's done. Cam had no weapons. You can't play well with Mac Jones, who won 10 games this year. You, you can't play that well, man.
1: So let me, let me question this CR. you. You think that um, Carolina would just say, going with Malik's, um, what Malik was saying earlier with Carolina, they would just get the offensive linemen and then just bring back Cam to be the starter. Yes. In training camp.
0: Because they need a lot of help. Cam wants to play. He wants to finish his career where he started. And let's be realistic, the NFC South is an open division. Tampa or New Orleans will probably win it. Carolina is not going to do much. And and, if,
1: and also, for just sorry you, to cut you, you, you think off, Ace. This
0: is your answer. Don't do it.
1: Sorry to cut you off, Ace. But um, if anybody out there that thinks Sam Donald was the starter, you know he's the backup. He's holding mm. the clipboard now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're paying him fifteen million dollars to do it. So.
1: Joe back. Douglas, the fleece, the fleece of GMs. He's just fleecing GMs left and right.
0: Listen, Matt Rule is trying to save his job. He went to a starting quarterback. He was like, I'm not going through that thing with Teddy Bridgewater again. So he thought Sam Darnold could do it. He I'm playing college. He's like, this guy's got some talent. I believe in it. I'm that good. Didn't work out.
1: I actually got um, in my draft, I got Cleveland taking Drake London. How you guys think about that?
0: I like Drake London. And I think a lot more wide receivers are going to get taken higher than they will otherwise. I think Chris Olave is going to go much higher than people think. And um, that other wide receiver from, not LSU, because all the good ones are gone. What, oh, like Gary Wilson? Garrett Wilson, exactly. But not just Wilson, but it was the guy that played for, um, I'm starting to forget his name right now, Pickens, played for Georgia and Meachie. They are going to get drafted quite, quite high. And if not, the team is going to get a steal with them because they are one of the most athletic wide receivers I've seen in a while. And outside of Henry Ruggs, who unfortunately had that incident in Vegas, everybody who's come out of the SEC playing wide receivers and kind of blowing the doors off the NFL. And it was worth it for Cincinnati to draft a um, dude that high because he played that well even in the Super Bowl. And without him, I'm like, they get there. Yeah, that's um, true. That LSU connection was worth it. And them dudes can ball. So we will see. We're going well, to, move on
1: to the oh, head. I was going to say, my the two wide receivers that I like is Traylon Burt and my new favorite um receiver that he's actually hurt right now is Jam- Jameson Wilson Williams. I definitely want him on my team. That dude is a monster when he's healthy. I think he's going to be the best. He's going to be definitely going to be the best wide receiver in this draft.
0: Then he's probably going to slip to the second round if he's still not healthy by the time the draft goes around, or if they don't think he'll be healthy by the time August rolls around. Yeah, he can't
1: participate in participate nothing right else. now.
0: If he'll be healthy come mini camps in July or June, then a team might take a chance. But then they're going to do medical and take scans and stuff and all of that.
1: Oh, you know, this? nobody – we haven't even – since we're going to be moving on for this topic anyway, mm-hmm. uh, just for a, a short second before you guys jump to the NBA, what do you think about the, um, the, that um, MLB is back? I don't care. I'm happy.
0: <laughs> I wish they missed a few more games. Wow. They cut the season down to 150 games, cut out 12. Nobody would miss those 12 games. If the yeah, season I, didn't start till the middle of April, that'd be dope because it's way too cold out
2: here in March to be playing baseball. And I'm happy because the things that they uh, were – the things that baseball was – considering and stating as part of this uh, collective bargain, And I have the right to see if they actually got it in, but things like the pitch clock things like
0: they have the opportunity uh, to do that next year,
2: things like uh, making, making the, 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 the shifts illegal so that, you know, players, you know, so that the whole right side of the field isn't like completely vacant because you got a left-handed, you got a left-handed hitter up and they know he's going to pull everything, you know, play some defense, stop, you know, Stop! Stop you know, no, shifting man, everything. Else to I know, left. Listen, that's
0: ridiculous. If I know you're gonna pull the ball, why can't I move over where I know you're gonna hit it?
2: No, you know I'm gonna pull the ball, and then you pitch me to pull.
0: Yeah, and that's
2: that's the reason why I pull. It's
0: called baseball, then baby. When, not, when you want to hit
2: away. No, you can't hit away when somebody's pitching you inside. If I you can't hit everyone, away, you could bunt. No, and then and then people that's get pissed. What? Pitch, I would do. And then people get pissed at you because you bunt because you're you're ruining the integrity, you're ruining the, the, the sanctity of the game. No so that's, that's if I know you're gonna
0: do that, if I know you're gonna shift, nah man, rules and
2: rules. Then they then don't. you know what? In the same vein, you could bunt, guess what? They could run over. I don't
0: know. Let's see who you this know goes
2: first. Play your goddamn position. <laughs> 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 All right, there's a reason why Rudy Gobert doesn't, doesn't defend Steph Curry, even though he can block every single one of Steph Curry's shots. Yeah, why? Well, because stand- damn yeah. center. Because he's a damn center and he plays his position. There's a reason why, there's a reason why the, the coach of the Utah Jazz doesn't, doesn't tell doesn't tell Rudy Gobert to go out there and defend Steph Curry. He couldn't do even it. Though, the game. Oh no, I, I you couldn't do it if he couldn't do it for a possession. He makes, <laughs> makes Gobert defend his position. He tells him if if he's, if Steph Curry comes in his paint, that's what you take care of. You don't go running out there, even though it sounds like the best idea, you don't go running out there doing that. Cause I foul game. Steph Curry every time I can on the court. All right, I'm, I'm fouling
0: them. All I know is this: because they're going to get in 162 games now, guess what you're going to see? You're going to see the World Series being played in late November. So you better hope the Minnesota Twins don't make it. You better hope the Seattle the Seattle Mariners don't make it. You better hope a team in the Northeast don't make it because they're going to be playing in like 33 degree weather come October 28th. And it's going to be like that's you know, playoff water. Yeah, not for baseball. It's going to be like when the Phillies were playing in basically 30, 32 degree weather in Philadelphia. And they were playing like the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. It it's called made up. Uh huh. Oh, we ain't got to marry. We ain't got
2: to worry. They won't.
0: Or the Toronto Blue Jays is going to be, you know, in the World Series. And it's going to be like 19 degrees in Toronto. But luckily, they're playing a the dome. So we'll <laughs> Anyways. I'm glad the players got a higher average salary and I'm glad they were able to They fix something with the international draft. I can't remember what it was, but it's going to help the international players get paid quicker. And there's incentives for teams not to tank. And they implemented a draft lottery. So if you cheer for a 100-loss team like you have in the past couple of seasons, if you're from Baltimore or whatever other city, you don't have to worry about your team just tanking it out so they can pull what the Astros did. They may start banging on more trash cans to tip some pitches, but... They're not going, you know, just keep losing and losing and losing. They're not going to trust the process and be Philadelphia or Houston. They're actually going to try to spend some money and try to win. And if not, the Yankees. Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers have shown just spending money won't always get you to the rank. It takes a lot more than that. Shout out to the Kansas City Royals for finally winning one. All right. Now we're switching up to the NBA. Ant, you can uh, make some picks if you want. I know you've been following this, right?
1: Nope. I'm going to log off right now.
0: Oh, dear Lord. All right. Well. <laughs> Just. <starting laughs> so I'm listening to y'all. Up, we got the Timberwolves at the Orlando Magic. The Timberwolves are 38 and 29. The Magic is 17 and 50. They're on the road. The Timberwolves are minus seven and a half. I am going to be taking the Timberwolves because the Magic are trash. They're playing pretty well, but Jalen Suggs is still their starting point guard, and they are a very uneven team. I'm leaning on the Timberwolves hard. Orlando is 46% against the spread, Minnesota is 55 I think Minnesota is going to cover the road teams have been covering all year. So give me the Timberwolves. That's going to be my first lock of the week. Get in the ahead, Malik. Uh, yeah, the
2: Timberwolves. Timberwolves are the better team. Orlando's at home. Uh, Timberwolves are They've been an interesting team because they're, they're actually really good on the road this year against the spread. Thirty-seven and twenty-nine on the road against the spread, um, and they're winners of the last. They've won their last one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row. They were uh, seven of the eight of their last ten. Um, total. So you know, they're on a bit of a tear right now. Meanwhile, Orlando is looking at you know they 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 won their last game at New Orleans, but before that they lost to Phoenix, uh, then they lost to Memphis, um, and so they've been a bit up and down since the since this, the the All Star break ended, um, which for them is probably good because they were mostly downs for the for the most part of the season early on. Um, but the spread here being seven and a half, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Minnesota as well. To cover that and, um, and 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 lean lean, lean towards that direction um, for for Cat and the Cat and the crew to get get it done. So, go ahead and take uh, Minnesota here. All
0: right, and a team? No. All right, didn't think so. Moving on. We got the Clippers. Yeah, I ain't Clippers. no teams picking. Oh, all right. We got the Clippers oh. at the Hawks. You was gonna no? We got the Clippers at the Hawks. Clippers are two games above 500, 35 and 33. The Hawks are 34, 31 and 34, barely in their play-in game with the 10th spot. Um, Hawks are minus five and a half on home. I'm going to be taking the Clippers. Um, they got a better center. They got a better team. Uh, Clint Capella actually is playing terrible, which is kind of what's holding the Hawks back. They have no defense, and I think the Clippers are going to be able to cover this. I think they may not win, but I do think that they will cover, and Atlanta has been pretty bad at home, actually. So I'm going to take the Clippers here. Go ahead, Malik.
2: Yeah, you got it right. Uh, Atlanta's 28-37 at home against the spread. Clippers are exactly 534 34-34 on the road. Um, so they've been actually uh, uh, you know, pretty even, pretty average team on the road so far. Um, five and a half is just a lot to give, um, especially if you don't think that if you think that the Clippers are going to, you know, are, are going to do what they've done pretty much all season, which is keep games close and, and try to strike late uh, to take over the game. I think the matchup to watch here is going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be Bobby Jackson versus Trey Young. Not because uh, I think Bobby Jackson can stay with Trey Young, but because I think that Bobby Jackson is going to put pressure on Trey Young to defend him on the other side uh, because he's not afraid. He's, not, he's a fearless uh, guard Guard at that in that regard. So I don't know what the prop is on a, on a combo, on a combo of Bobby Jackson, Trey young points, uh, rebounds and assists, but I can, I can look for a prop there. I think that's going to be a really electric matchup in this game. Um, but yeah, I'll take the Clippers and the five and a half points. I'll, I'll take the five and a half points uh, and get the Clippers here and, and and say that this will probably be in, I, I would even say this might be a money line situation that I would go with the Clippers to, to beat the Hawks outright. Uh, I don't think the Hawks are a very good team overall. So um you can play the money line, maybe see if you can catch a prop on that on that Bobby Jackson, Trey Young matchup. Um, those will be those would be my picks there. And I'm going to go on with the Clippers and the Over.
0: All right. And next up we have the Detroit Pistons visiting the Boston Celtics, who are a 40-win team, which is kind of surprising to me. The Pistons are one of the worst teams in the NBA, but the Celtics are giving 14 and a half points which they have not beaten the Pistons by 14 and a half points at all the entire season. This is their last game. Um, Celtics are definitely going to win this game, but they're just not going to win it by 14 points. That is way too much. Give me the Pistons to cover. I think they can lose by exactly 13 or 10 or 12 and Celtics can build an easy lead and just kind of coast to a win here. So I'm going to take the Pistons on this one. I would also lean towards the uh, over because it's going to be a very high-scoring game, and the over-under is only 215. So I would take the over if you don't want to take the Pistons and lay that many points or take that many points, but I'm going to take the Pistons, and I'm
2: going to take the over on this one. So the last time um, these two teams matched up was – um, on the 26th of February mm-hmm. uh, in, against Boston and Boston and Detroit. Boston was a 12 and a half point favorite at that point, And they, um, they did not cover. Um, they did not cover. They did not cover against um, against Detroit. The first time they played them, um, which was on, which was a little earlier on in the season. Um, but they did not cover against them. The first time they played them, they did not cover against them the second time they played them. Which was a 112-111 um, win by Detroit, and they were not able to cover uh, the last time, which is which was a 104-113 win by Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, trending trends say that Detroit and that Detroit plays Boston pretty well and gives that gives them a run for their money in all of the games that they played against them. So, I would I would lean Detroit as well, even though they're on the road. I would lean Detroit to, to make something happen, make some make, make some things happen. And Detroit's 34 and 31 on the road against the spread this year. They're actually, even though as bad as they are um, as a team overall with the 18 and 48 record, they're actually pretty good against the spread because they, they usually get high spreads. So um, expect expect that to come down a little bit. And you get it at 14 and a half, go right ahead and do it and tease up, uh, tease Detroit, Detroit Pistons uh, with that plus, plus 14 and a half point spread.
0: All right. There we go. Next up, we got the Hornets at the Pelicans. Brendan Ingram is still out for the Pels. They're at home. They're only giving a a point and a half. They're actually home favorites at point and a half. So the Hornets are road favorites, and I'm going to be taking the Hornets on this one because road favorites are overwhelmingly covering most of the games. And with your best score out, even though you got C.J. McCollum, I really don't see how the uh, Pelicans are going to be able to win this game. They really don't have the team to keep up with the Hornets, and the Hornets are still somehow in the eighth and their ninth spot. So the Hornets are a couple of games above five, no, a couple of games below 500 at 32 and 35, and the Pelicans are barely holding on for the uh, playing game as well. But the Hornets is going to take this one, so take Lamelo and them. Uh, if you could take him for a triple-double, this would be a game that he would probably go off in. Or the Pelicans aren't really known for their defense, so. I'd take that prop, and I would take the Hornets to win money line. Over under two twenty nine was kind of high, so I'd take the under on that because the Pelicans aren't going to be able to score and keep up with them. Go ahead, Malik.
2: I'm actually going on the other way here. I'm going with the Hornets here to to cover the spread. Um, That's I think. Oh, sorry. I thought you went with Charlotte to to Charlotte Hornets. I'm sorry, Pelicans. I'm sorry. It's late. I'm going with the Pelicans to cover the, the three-and-a-half-point spread. Um, I think the Pelicans here are, are, are a lot, dog um, at home. Um, I know you said that uh, doesn't look like um, – Oh, yeah, Ingram's out another week. That Ingram's going to play, um, and so this will likely be a situation. And then we also know that uh, C.J. McCollum is out as well. So, you know, their top two scorers are not going to be out there, which, which to me probably just means it's going to be more opportunities for Jonas Valanciunas, for guys like Devin Graham, Herbert Jones, guys who don't have, good, who don't have household names, but can, can score the basketball and can, can make, make things a little interesting. Um, so that's why I think it'd be an interesting matchup. I think this line is actually pretty low, um, despite given the fact that Charlotte seems to be completely healthy and New Orleans it seems to be have nothing. And so I think that's the reason why I'm, I'm more intrigued about, you know, playing, playing this, playing New Orleans, taking the, taking the underdog here at home. Uh, Cause maybe, maybe Vegas is seeing something that we're not. And they're, they're able to, you know, see that, you know, Charlotte's playing a little bit down to the competition level um, here. So I, if I'm betting this game and I don't, I don't want to bet this game, but if I am betting this game, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a chance here and, and gamble on um, New Orleans being able to hold for All right. At-
0: At home, yeah. I heard you. Next up, we got the Mavs at the Rockets. The Mavericks are favored by 11.5 on the road. Not much of a road game because they're still staying in the state of Texas. Um, The Mavs are a good team this year. They're 40-26. and I think getting rid of uh, Chris Stapp's old kneecaps has kind of helped them out. They've kind of been able to move on from him and get some offense out of Dinwiddie. They've lost a lot of height, and their rebounding has kind of suffered, but the Hawks aren't really a challenge to them in that area. Uh... They did manage to beat the Lakers in overtime, but the Mavs seem to just have a better overall team, even though the defense isn't really there. The only advantage would be that they'd be able to outrun them, but the Mavs are able to run and get up down the court pretty well. So I think the Mavericks are actually going to cover this spread on the road. I know it's kind of high at 11 and a half, but when it comes down to nine, 10 and a half, you could tease it down to that. I would definitely take it. Um, but I'm going to take the Mavs here on the road kind of on a, on a chance. Go ahead, Malik.
2: Uh you said Mavs on the road.
0: Mavs on the road, yeah. Mavs, uh, I'm a lady 11 and a half, and I'm gonna take the Mavs against the Rockets.
2: Yeah, the Rockets, the Rockets just beat uh the Lakers, didn't they?
0: Yes, they did. Yes, yeah, they
2: did. Yeah, I like the Rockets, man. I like I think I think they're in fun LA the,
0: too.
2: Yeah, you know like I think they're a fun young team. They're getting after it. Uh maybe, maybe in a couple of years they're what Memphis is now, and then they're the they're just just a young up and start. You know, up and coming team that's, you know, just fearless and, and doing whatever the hell they want to do in the league because the league can't stop them. I think Jalen Green is an absolute ball dominant player, got all the skill sets, all the ability that he needs to be to be great. Um, so I'm interested in what what that's gonna play out to be. And Dallas just lost to the Knicks. Um in, 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 in you know, at home. At home. Yeah. Um, to the Knicks. And By so
0: one close.
2: Yeah. So maybe Dallas is still trying to figure and figure things out and trying to make trying to you know make things happen or whatever. So I'm not trusting Dallas to do anything, honestly. I'm not trusting them to cover anything. I'm gonna take the young, I'm gonna take the young upper star Rockets and see see what I can get. I'm not a laying, laying eleven points because I think the Rockets can actually come back and, and make some things happen, make, make some plays happen in the in the final stretch of the stretch of the season. I don't trust Luca. I think I trust Luca to get to get numbers. I don't trust him to get win.
0: All right. And speaking of our Knicks, they are now 28 and 38 in the season. They have the same – they have just as many wins as the Lakers have. One more loss because they have one more game that they've played. And they are going to be going to Memphis to play 45 and 22 Memphis Grizzlies. They do not have the best record in the league, but they are the fourth-seeded team, the third or fourth-seeded team in the West, which is kind of amazing to me. Um, no, actually, wait—they're the number two team in the West. They are right behind the Suns, with the second best record in the West, which is kind of shocking to me. And they are the number one team against the spread. And the Knicks are one of the worst teams against the spread. And being as they've kind of used all their magic, they kind of saved up, to beat the last three teams. I do not see them beating the Grizzlies. I see John Morant getting back going. Cam Reddish is out apparently for the rest of the season. It would take a phenomenal game from RJ. And um, Julius Randle, who dropped 46 points the other night, shout out to him. But, um, yeah, the Knicks are getting nine and a half points on the road, and I think that's actually about right. I'm going to have to fade the Knicks here. I'm going to have to take the Grizzlies to cover this. And I'm going to take the under at 230 points, because if the Grizzlies win the way I think they will, there will not be that many points scored on both sides. Go ahead and leave.
2: So the last time these two these two teams played, it was a very close matchup that wound up going the Grizzlies' way late in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we almost had a fight in that game between, I believe it was Julius Randle and Desmond Bain, I think that's yes. who it was, who just and they were going, going back to each other. Um, yeah, this this Memphis team is nothing to mess with, man. They they, they play hard. They, you know, they, they, give, they, don't, they give it their all in every single game, and they're in a stretch right now where they just finished playing against New Orleans, Houston, Orlando. They're at Boston and then in San Antonio and Chicago. So they're, so their schedule thus far has been up and down. They haven't had a murderous road to get to New York, which is what I was hoping would have to deal with. You know, they would just be tired and fatigued and all that stuff. But these guys are at home uh, and they're they're not in a half point favorites. So I honestly think the Knicks can I think the Knicks can cover this spread. I'm not I wouldn't pick them to cover it, but I think that the Knicks can cover this spread and they can keep it close with the way they've been playing, even with Cam Reddish being out. I think they can keep the game close. And and make something happen, but I think Memphis pulls it out at the end. I predict about a twelve point win by the Memphis Grizzlies, so that's why I'm going to take Memphis and get the nine and a half. Right.
0: And next up with the eight last eight o'clock game, you know none of these games are going to be on ESPN. That's right, because of college basketball and the conference tournament. So unless you're on yep. regional cable where you got NBA, uh, what's that of oh, the what's the package? Uh, you got league pass. You're not seeing none of this, but I wish I did have league pass. Because I would, would like to watch this Cavs-Heat game. I think the Cavs are going to probably meet up with them in the playoffs either in the first or second round. Um, the Cavs are going to the Heat. The Cavs getting five and a half on the road. The over under is 209. And Kevin Love is actually playing this position real well and doing a lot for the Cavaliers. And they got Darius Garland. So this will be a close game. I don't know if um, Kyle oh, – I'm forgetting the point guard for the Heat. I don't know who I'm talking about. I don't know if – He's playing Kyle Lowry. Thank you. I don't know if Lowry is going to play, but with the Cavs getting five and a half, they have a very big front line, which is going to cause the Pete problems, but they're a tough team. And the Heat just lost to the Suns at home. So I don't see them losing two in a row at home. Um, I'm going to have to go and lean on the Heat here at home at five and a half. It's going to be my second lock of the week. I think they're going to be a better team here. And I think they're going to rebound, and I think they're going to be able to beat the Cavs, who they've been able to stay ahead of them all season. So, give me Miami, and I will lay those five and a half points. And if it gets down to four, because people are betting kind of even, I'll even I'll lock it in even more for the, for the even, be even So, I would, if you could tease it down to four and a half, I would take that. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with you here. Um, I
2: would take the four and a half and uh, and, and run with it here. Um, these are two teams that I think are are going in opposite directions. Um, and so I would take those four and a half. I'm not, not much more today. I think you, 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 hit the, hit the nail on the head today. It's not much more to say there. I'd take the four and a half and, and, and roll with that team.
0: And these two teams haven't played each other in a long time. They haven't played each other mm-hmm. since December. So it's yeah. not like they've gotten to see a lot of each other. Yep, exactly. Exactly. All right. Next up, we have Anthony's hometown San Antonio Spurs with the new, with the Utah Jazz visiting. The Spurs are actually a pretty good team, and I like the way they play. They had an all star player this year with DeJounte Murray, but they're only 25 and 41, and the Jazz kind of have the different record with 41 and 24. And the Jazz are favored by seven and a half on the road. And I'm going to take the Spurs here at home, getting seven and a half. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in the Jazz in terms of covering games, they've been winning a lot but the Jazz haven't really been too good against the spread, so I'm going to take the Spurs here at home to keep this game close and maybe even steal a win because the Jazz have been kind of shaky, so I'm going to take the Spurs here. I'm going to lean on DeJounte Murray to have a great game, especially as, um, you know, the Jazz aren't really a good defensive team too much. I mean, whenever they're playing against a team that has a sorry big man, will has a lot of rebounds, but he doesn't really affect so many shots on the jump shooting team, and that seems to be what the Spurs game is. they can drive the hoop with a Bunch of different players. So mm-hmm. I think the Spurs here. I think they could do something.
2: Oh, good Malik. I like the Spurs as well. I think they can. I think they can. They can. They can get things done here. Um, and I believe that Coach Pop has still has some spunk left in him to get some get 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 this get something out of this young squad on the Spurs. Some Spurs. So I'm gonna take the Spurs as well. And I'll go with the over. Uh, on this one because i feel like because the spurs are not dependent depending on who you talk to the spurs are not a great not a great defensive team so i'm gonna take the over and go with the spurs
0: it really seems like they haven't had a, they haven't played them in such a long time like looking at the schedule it's kind of nuts and I me mean, being this season both west coast teams but mm-hmm. they're kind of just finishing up games maybe they canceled a lot of games in January but I don't know Think got rescheduled till now so, it seems like there's more games in March than any other month of the season which kind of wild but they come in with that all-star break. So it just kind of is what it is. All right. Next up, we got the last two games. we got the Raptors at the Suns. Suns with the best team in the league. have already clinched a playoff spot at 53 and 13. Spurs are favored by six and a half at home. The over-under is 21 and a half. I'm going to lock in the Spurs here. Um, There's no way the Raptors are going to beat this team. They're a very good team, but they just do not match up well with the Spurs. Um, Ayton is healthy again. Cam Johnson is playing great off the bench. Even with Alfred Payton, I'm sorry, not Alfred Payton. Who's their point guard now that they got playing with Chris Paul out? I'm trying to remember his name. Um, Cameron oh, Payne. Payne. Cameron Payne, thank you. And Devin Booker are playing really well. And Shaman is even getting someone off the bench. Jay Crowder's doing his thing. I mean, the Raptors are good, but they're just not as good as that. So I'm going to definitely lock in the Spurs. I mean, lock in the Suns here. The fact that they only got to win this game by seven, I think it's kind of a gimme. So I'm going to take the Suns as one of my, as my third lock Dad in the league.
2: Yep. I'm taking the Spurs as a lock here too. Toronto's a good team. The Suns. The Suns. I'm sorry, the Suns, sorry. As a lock here too. Toronto's a good team and they should, they should be able to play, um, play up with, with the Suns pretty well. But yeah, the Suns, the Suns are not, Suns are no, no joke here. They were the first team to get to 50 wins. Uh, they clinched the playoffs per, per spot before everybody else. Um, they're out. They're out. They're out to win it this time around. And the the trend is the, the trend is really, really, really just going ahead. Go ahead and, and take Phoenix to hold to hold court here, despite the fact that Toronto is 35 and 29 against the spread this year and uh, against the spread as the road team. And you know the Suns are only 35 and 31, so they're only four points better. Four, four, you know, four points better than five hundred as a home favorite. Um, so expect them to. So I expect them to win this game, though, and I expect them to win this game pretty handily against the Toronto Raptors. So I would take the Phoenix Suns and the over.
0: And last, and definitely not least, since the Lakers get so much attention paid to them, we have the Lakers hosting the Wizards, which is Russell Westbrook's former team, and
2: he's starting to rack up a
0: list of them. He's he's been on five teams now. Yeah. Four teams. Oklahoma City, Houston, Washington, and now the Lakers. And he's he's looking forward to being able to leave the Lakers next season because this has not worked out and the whole fans are to boom. It's getting kinda ugly. It's like my family wanna <coughs> to come to the game because of things people are saying about me in the stands. It's getting real bad. Exactly. And the Lakers are given four and a half and they really need this game. And the fact that they lost the last one to Houston in um, in overtime is you know, I don't know if that's on Russ or what. <coughs> they keep blaming it on him like he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, but they're not putting the ball in his hands. They're not letting the offense run through him, and that's when he's most effective. And LeBron wants the offense to run through him because he's a facilitator, but Russ Brook's thing was getting the ball to his teammates and making people guard him when he was trying to, you know, go to the hoop. I think if they switch that around, and I think if they actually put the ball in Russ's hands and let it go through him as opposed to LeBron, it'll let LeBron get more easy points because you can't double them both. Which would mean you would have to put one person on Russell Westbrook while he's trying to run, while he's trying to run to the hoop, which has never been effective his entire career. That's when he's really been scoring his most points and you know, getting it done. Mello is coming off the bench and he is not shooting as well as I thought he would. He's shooting somewhere around like thirty-eight percent from the field. So the Wizards are a pretty average defensive team. Um, they've gotten worse since they got Chris Stapps, so that may actually help the Lakers because Chris Stapps is not great on defense and you can kind of move him out of the way especially with Dwight Howard, but they don't really have a backup center behind him.
1: Chris Stapps is the man.
0: Yeah, okay. The Lakers are one of the worst defensive teams in the league that are still probably going to make the playoffs. Um, It'd be the Lakers, and then Charlotte would be, like, 28th in the league. The Lakers are 26th. But, you know, Washington is a great road team, and the Lakers are going to bounce back and have some pride. And if LeBron has to score drop another 50 or 60 to win this, then that's just what he's going to have to do. So I'm going to take the Lakers. I'm going to take them by four and a half and yeah i feel pretty confident about that i would take the under on this because the over under is 228 and a half and there's no way washington no way the Wiz can score enough points to make that happen so give me the lakers here on the road for the final one for friday Get him
2: man i don't like the lakers at all man as as underdogs as as i don't like i don't like to pick them at all anymore every time i pick them they lose LeBron James is having one of the better seasons of his career, and he's still losing. Is this just a sign of, of age and attrition? That you know what, it's it's we more of LeBron. We can't we can't. What LeBron can give is still not enough for a team to win basketball games mm-hmm. and to be and to be. And yeah, they need they need they need Anthony Davis, uh, and they also need shooting. They don't have that. Anthony Davis ain't bringing that back to them either. Not in any not in any not in any way that can really help them. They need Malik Monk to start playing like, you know, a better version of Malik Monk, honestly. Um, But because of that, man, I'm going to take the four and a half. I'm going to take Washington in the four and a half points. I I watched them when they played. I believe it was Tuesday night, um, Monday or Tuesday night. um, The game that they played um, at home against, I want to say it was Detroit. Um, And, you know, it it was a good game back and forth. Uh, back and forth matchup between between two teams that were probably you know that are probably not not all that I'm not not all that good. Actually, I'm sorry. It was Indiana they played. Um, it was a back and forth matchup, and they won that game. Um, and I don't think that they're anywhere near. Um, I think Indiana and, and the Lakers are about the same. Um, despite the fact that the Lakers have all have have, have, have such a top heavy team with all of those players, I'm going to take Washington to cover it. Um, so, you know, I say this a lot. I, I talk about Chris Stapps a lot, but he looks like he's getting a little bit healthier. And when he's getting healthier, he's actually playing good. He's, he's playing good for them right now. So I can't you know, even. Chris I had to, the, I'd I'd have have to say one thing.
0: I couldn't. I had to look up who the um, Washington point guard was, who the Wizards point guard was. Brad DeBeal is not going to play, by the way. That's, that's really Yeah, crazy. he's out for the season. Okay, so it's all young players. So the most seasoned player the, uh, the Wiz are going to have is Kyle Kuzma and Rui Hatchamore. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So yeah no i mean I, said, I like I'm i so think the team has i think the team has good length i think the team has the team has good length and the team can shoot a little bit and they got they got some, they got chips on their shoulders they got something to play for um if if, if, chris, if if chris Stapps can get through the game i think he can be i think he can be effective and i think this team can can cover the four and a half points i'm gonna take him to cover the four and a half uh against the Lakers on the road and the, this is the well this is the la two step right so they lost to the clippers by six mm-hmm. um a couple a couple of nights ago so it just just it's just fitting for them to go back and, and you know and and hold it and play play pretty well and keep the game close against the Lakers in, in uh, the crypto dot com arena which is, just, is still a stupid thing <laughs>
0: everybody thinks they should just call it the scam dot com arena because everybody <laughs> thinks crypto is a scam but it is should have just, just kept it the
1: staple center.
0: I got to apologize to Melo, yeah, because office supplies are so much better. Um, Melo is actually shooting 44% from the field on the season. He's shooting 39% from three, which is about average for him. So in terms of the Lakers not having enough shooting, it's not so much that they don't have shooters. It's that everybody on the team who can shoot well, like Melo and uh, Malik Munger, who are playing a little bit better, they can't defend very well. That's really what the issue is. So their defense from a couple years ago, when from the 2020 season, when they won the championship – has gone from, like, top five to, like, bottom five. And that's really been the big difference in this one as opposed to that one. But even with that said, like, it's the Wizards. I'm sorry. Of all the teams in the Eastern Conference that they could be playing, it couldn't be any easier than the Wizards who just lost to the Clippers by, you know, six. So, I don't know. And they've been there for the – they've been in L.A. for a while, which means they've probably been partying and hanging out. And they know they're not doing much. So I'm definitely taking the Lakers who are, who are focused. So, yeah. I hear what you're saying, Malik. The Lakers give no faith to anyone, but it is what it is. And now we're going to get into our shout-outs. So, Anthony, who do you got to say shout-outs
1: Um, First, a special shout-outs to De- Deion Sanders. Hopefully um, he recovers. Uh, I don't know if y'all noticed about this. Um, He had a surgery on his, you know, to... Ter- Actually, he amputated two, two of his toes, might not can be might not be able to walk again. Hopefully, you know he recovers fully on that one. Shout outs to him. Um, shout outs to. Um, I'm gonna try to get it a little bit lighter now. So, shout outs to Samuel Jackson. You know, hopefully, he can reclaim claim his crown back for having the most um, curses in the uh, quite, uh, out of all the Hollywood celebrities. Um, Jonah Hill actually kind of snatched that crown away from him. I don't know how that happened. Samuel Jackson's the man. He needs to get that back. Shout outs to him. Shoutouts outs to um, Juicy Smolder, whatever his name is, Juicy Fruit, whatever, he's going to be in um, jail for 150 days. Shout-outs to him. Don't drop the soap. That's what I'm about. <laughs> another shout-outs for me.
0: All right. And to add on to that, yeah, shout-out to Coach uh, Coach Prime there. I saw that episode. I've been watching that. The web series. That was kind of wow. I I hope he does walk again, and he was going and coaches games through all of that, and he had his kids come in to watch just to see what he went through. Um, shout-out to him at Jackson State. I hope they get a chance to actually make it to the FCS playoffs. I'd like to see them win the national championships. Now that they're recruiting top players, they got the talent to do it and I see why not. There's no reason why they can't challenge and go win a national title with the FCS and the HBCUs out there. Even though I didn't go to one, I'd love to see y'all win it all just to get more publicity for the school and more funding for the school. You know, make a name for themselves. Um, shout out to my Knicks. who are on a three-game winning streak, which is the first time. I can't believe I'm actually happy about that this late in the season. Even though they're not even going to make it to the playing, I'm happy about the way that they're playing. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit less. last time we were on, two weeks ago. I'm not shocked that this is what the season has become. But R.J. Barrett playing as good as he is gives me hope for the future. And the fact that we have as many wins as the Lakers lets me know that we're doing the right thing. And uh, – Shout out to all the college basketball players. I'm looking forward to the NCAA tournament. And shout out to Providence, who's probably going to win the biggest tournament. Um, it's the biggest city that I live closest to. So I hope they win it. I hope they go to the Sweet 16 at least. Go ahead, Malik.
2: Uh, first and foremost, shout out to all the young men who uh shined over over the last week at the NFL Scouting Combine. Um, it was an impressive group of group of players. Again, uh, as you mentioned earlier, no, you know, knock it out of the park, number one overall name. But the fact of the matter was, this is the fastest receiver group we'd ever seen. The corners ran well. Um, the, 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 the quarterbacks performed in their throwing drills. Um, the receivers caught the ball well, like everything pretty much went well. Uh, and you, you want that to happen when you, when you have a combine um, that you know, brings all the top talent together to show what they can do. Uh, and to show up for all 32 teams at one time. because so obviously all 32 teams won't show up at your Pro Day, but this is the one time when all, when all 32 teams are there. Um, so shout out to those guys for going in, putting on a show when they got a chance to do it. Shout out to Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson made it very well known that he was not happy with the situation in Seattle and found his way to a better, you know, arguably a better situation, um, maybe not a better city for him to have fun in but you know but i hear colorado's i hear denver's a great town great city and it's up and coming and so the opportunities are going to be endless for him but it feels like there's a really good team brewing there and if they can make a couple of more moves a couple of more trades um they, they can they can put themselves back on the map shout out to him for taking on the challenge of, of dealing with the AFC west because that's not going to be a tough that's not going to be an easy division um to get through um then last but not least shout out to uh, Aaron Rodgers. You never hear me say this. A shout out to Aaron Rodgers for doing for doing the impossible, for taking a team and bending them over your knee and spanking them. And that's what you did to the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> All of the stuff that they did wrong for drafting Jordan Love with the, with the first round pick, with the first round pick in, in 2019 or 2018 or whenever he was picked. And then you went and won, 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 the, won your first MVP. And then they went and made other moves that, they, that you didn't like. And then you went and won your second MVP. And guess what? Now they, got, now they had no choice. They had to back that brakes truck truck up to you. They had to pay you $200 million. They had to guarantee 153 million of it so that you're, in your year 44, year 43, whatever, whatever year you're gonna be in, you're gonna be making more money than some small countries in this world. Guess what? That's freaking awesome. Enjoy it. Have a great time with your with your, you know, soon to be wife or not wife, whatever the hell you call them, you call your situation with Miss Shaylee Woodley now. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself in that situation. And Jordan Love, prepare yourself to hold the tablets. All the tablets. what, you know, hold Aaron Rodgers' tablet, hold hold the offensive coordinator's tablet cuz you're going to be a really good coach one day cuz you're clearly not going to play. You're going to be a really good coach. <laughs> In, in about 10 years, you're going to be walking on the sidelines of NFL, NFL teams and you're be a real coach. Why? Because, because you spent your entire career watching Aaron Rodgers and, holding, and holding tablets. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, yeah, Coach Love. It, sound, it sounds great, right? It sounds <laughs> good. You know, so, yeah, shout out to Aaron Rodgers for, uh, for doing that. And doing the one thing he's he he scared he literally scared the living daylights out of every. He's literally scared of the living daylights out of every other team in the division. The Bears just traded Khalil Mack. I think. Um, uh, 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 the Bears trade Khalil Mack. I'm pretty sure the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, some Kirk Cousins is going to go missing. It's, gonna go, it's just going to go missing very soon. Somebody, some, Kirk Cousins is going to get kidnapped and he's not going to be able to play. They're going to treat him like Dan Marino in, uh, in, in Ace Ventura. They're going somebody's going to kidnap him. And leave and, and keep him locked up in the back. The team teams teams are going crazy over this situation. All I know is the Detroit Lions will still still be coming out here trying to bite kneecaps and trying to try to try to make trying to make plays happen. But it's not gonna work. Uh Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. Um if you and the last shout out is to anybody who bet um a week ago. If you bet a week ago, do you know and and ace mm-hmm. the green bay packers were uh plus 700 mm-hmm. to win the division So just yeah, to win yeah. Ooh, be some good money. yeah they were plus seven they were seven to one to win the division a week ago when the Aaron Rodgers situation was up in the air seven to one congratulations to anybody that jumped on that because everybody knew that Aaron Rodgers was coming back made it relatively known and now they are minus 150 <laughs> so you <can't> <laughs> get, <laughs> get less money on this side so shout out to everybody that tried to do that because i tried to, i tried to get it on that you know when, it, when the announcement got made but it was too late so shout out to y'all yeah.
0: that's easy money that's easy money unless he gets hurt oh and shout out to the world series of spades which is going to be coming to a tv near us i am definitely going to be checking for that and uh, i wish i was playing it Real-time yeah, I'm surprised you
1: don't have your ticket no yet. To, you need to be on that, Ace.
0: The World Series of Spades? I know. Yes. I'm a World Championship Spades player. That's where I got my name from. That's why they call me Ace. <laughs> That's what I do. And, uh, no, I'm not shouting out Aaron Rodgers, especially with the Bears losing Cleo Mack. I don't even know what I'm supposed to cheer for. I got to say I got to order my Justin Fields jersey now. So it you, is you,
1: it. Sure you sure you're going you're gonna to get it from China, right? the Justin Fields jersey cuz you know look <laughs> we'll get the Justin Fields jersey from China right you're not going to get the official from one
0: nfl.com sir you,
1: oh you're Man, not going to
0: i think you you have to go to utah to get your uh what's his name oh, wait wait your quarterback was your quarterback the
1: oh are oh, you talking about you talking you talking about Jesus what's his name wow <laughs> he's not Jesus you know you <laughs> know Zach Wilson, don't worry Zach about. It. He's gonna be. He's gonna be there for. He's gonna be there for a hot minute.
0: He's the Jets, Jesus. I didn't say he was a Jesus. I said he was the,
1: the Jesus. <laughs> Why? You. Why? Because he's religious.
0: He's gonna save y'all. He's gonna take y'all to the promised land. Uh,
1: there's no such thing as right. savior in this thing. As solid as, as the coach, solid said the team is gonna be here to lift them up, not the other mm-hmm. way around.
0: Okay. Well, gotta got be. gotta believe in.
1: I gotta believe in our propaganda.
0: They better get some more offensive and defensive linemen. They got a lot of lifting. Oh, we got a lot of draft picks, too. Yes, yes, you do. Curtis and a lot started. of cap space, too. Yes. Well, we will see, folks. We will see. This, this oh. is going to come in April and, and the March.
1: Before I forget, shout-out to a, a friend of the podcast, you know, um, Kneecaps. Hope he does really good tomorrow, you know, and win that game. Shout-outs to him.
0: Go Lakers. Go Knicks. Go Cavs. We'll see y'all later. We out. Just
1: like, just like Justin Smoke, we're going to be out like him, you know, don't drop the smoke. No drop the soap